Hey guys, and welcome to Road to Forex, where we discuss everything in relation to the foreign exchange. Of course, I am your host, Alex, and without further ado, let's get stuck into today's episode. I don't know if you can tell, but I am really excited about the content that I'm dropping here, because I do think that I have not done an episode like this before. So let's get straight into it. What I'm going to do is issue you guys a challenge here to keep up with me, to test yourself, to pit yourself against me. What I am going through right now is I am making a strategy and I am going to let you in on the early stages of how I'm making this strategy. Remember, if you go on my site even to get my indicator for my own strategy, it's a grand. But now I'm going to be telling you what I am doing and the indicator that's already out there that I'm using, that I am back testing and going through right now. So if you use this indicator, hypothetically, you could go on, back test it for yourself and see if you're getting the same results as me. Now this is huge. I know a lot of you probably not going to sit there and go, oh, I'm gonna do all the required work Or some of you are going to take a longer route and go, I know there's a lot of work in this. I'm going to sit back and just bide my time and do this bit by bit by bit. But for those of you that do really want to jump into this and educate yourselves, this is huge. I do think that every single one of you are going to benefit from this, no doubt about it. Because literally having a professional trader here say this stuff online and say, this is my win rate. These are the sessions that works the best. This is what I'm looking for. So you can actually, along with me, and tell me who else does this, along with me, build a strategy. Now, of course, I'm not going to make it easy. I'm not going to say, here's the rules I'm implementing. In fact, I'm going to give you no rules except for the starting ones. Except for the starting ones. From there on in, it is your responsibility to go through the data and find out what works and what doesn't. This is going to do so many things for you. One, if you get through that initial backtesting and you find, hey, you've got a better win rate than me, maybe something's going to miss. Maybe you are better than me. Who knows? But if you go through that second stage, and this is where it's important, you gather all that raw data, you come out and you find out, I've got a really poor win rate, and I've come out of it and I've gone, hey, I've got a really good win rate. This is what I'm concentrating on, and I'm going to put it into the market. You might have to go back and do more revisions. You will find out a lot about yourself. Are you good at backtesting? Can you go through raw data properly? How much time and effort and energy it actually takes to do this stuff. But by the end of it, guys, by the end of it, and here's the big thing, you could have a profitable strategy. The funny thing is, it's right here. It's ready for you to take, but you have to take it. You're still going to have to do all the backtesting. You're still going to have to implement rules. I'm going to be here saying, hey, I'm doing it. I'm right next to you. And I'm going to tell you in upcoming episodes where I'm at with it. Not what rules I've implemented, because remember, that's up to you. I'm not going to give everything away for free. But if you know that, hey, I've implemented some rules and now I'm at a 60% win rate, you know that when you go through some revisions, that, hey, that's what you should be aiming for. Because right now, I've already done all the raw data. 
There's no point me saying, hey, let's do all the raw data together and not come out with anything. I've at least got to say, hey guys, it's profitable. So with that, with that insane news, and truly, if you don't know how good this is, I'm assuming you're a very beginner, but for those of you that have been in the game for quite some time, guarantee you that, oh, I don't guarantee you, from what my own experiences are of other Forex podcasts, I have never in all my hundreds, if not thousands of hours of listening, seen or heard anyone do this. I'm always saying I'm not BSing and I am doing this to make sure that you guys can improve as much as you can. Again, I'm proving it here. So let's get into it. So the indicator that I use is a free one. It's by Lux Algo. Quite a few of you will know them. That's L-U-X-A-L-G-O. Lux Algo. It is the silver bullet session. If you go into the settings, you need to have it on super strict. That is what I'm going for. It must be on the super strict setting. So once you add that indicator, again, it's by Lux Algo. It's silver bullet. I think it says ICT on it as well. You'll see it straight away. There's really nothing else like it. It will be there. If you have problems, you can email me to get into this. In fact, if you email me, I actually might give you a bit more data. Might give you a bit more information. But again, I know only the dedicated people are actually going to do that. Road to forex at gmail.com. Up to you guys. Balls in your court. So you add that, you click on that little settings card. All you need to do is just change the little box to super strict. You'll see it. It's pretty self-explanatory. If you can't find the box, you probably, you know, you can't be trading. <laughs> That's what I'd say there. Um, so anyway, once you've put in those rules, here's what you do you'll see that you can only trade in some certain sessions. I believe it's like 2 to 3 p.m. It's like 11 a.m. till 12 or something like that. And I don't know, 4 to 5. You'll see it. It's marked by two white lines showing you the start and close of that session. And then in the middle, it might say 2 to 3 p.m. It's basically your New York Open your London Open, and your New York Close. That's what you'll be trading. In terms of my time to give you specifics, if you were went on the charts as of today, right? As of today, the 12th of October, 2023, if you were to convert it from AEST times, it's 6 to 7 p.m. It is 1 to 2 a.m. And it is 5 to 6 a.m. Because I believe we've just gone through uh, daylight savings. So it's a little bit little bit murky. Hopefully I've got that right. But you know me, I just do this all in one take. I'm not going back to check it. If not, I'm only an hour away and you'll see it regardless. It's really easy to see. Now, you cannot trade. So say it does start at 5 a.m., right? You cannot trade at 5 a.m. You cannot trade at 5.03 a.m. and you cannot trade at 5.06 a.m. You need the first three candles of that session to have open and closed. So 5 to 503, that's one. 503 to 506, and then I guess 506 to 509, to clarify that. That's what you need to do. You cannot trade those ones. You will see boxes come up. 
The blue boxes mean go long. The red boxes mean go short. If you don't know what that means, you need more help than this and you shouldn't even be at this stage. You're either going for short, you're going for long. Red box, short. Blue box, long. I have to figure all this stuff out. There's not really many instructions there. Okay? You're going to see these boxes appear. They are FVGs. Now remember, because we have to let those three first candles come in, if there is an FVG on the very first candle, the very first candle, so the one that opened at 5am, because sometimes this happens, you cannot trade that FVG. You cannot trade that FVG. It can only be traded from the second candle onwards. Second candle onwards. To, because effectively, to have that FVG on the first candle, you've got to be including the candle from what? 4.57 a.m. That's not part of the New York close, the New York open, or the London open. It's outside those two white bars that you will see. Again, you might want to have the trading charts open and go through this with me so you can actually see what's going on. Or again, replay it. That's what you want to be looking for, okay? That's what you want to have. Now, in order to successfully hop into a trade, the wick or the body of the candlestick on the very next candlestick after FVG appears, goes into that FVG. Let's break that down so it sounds a lot more simple. In order to have an FVG, remember, you need the body candlestick, you need a lower neighbor and an upper neighbor, which just means that you have a candlestick above, a candlestick below. And then on that middle candlestick, that's where you'll have the FVG because there will be a gap, right, where wicks or bodies of the candlestick haven't crossed over. So you've got those three candles. The FVG has just appeared because you've got those three candles. On the fourth one, the fourth candle, so the one after the upper or lower neighbor, the one that's just finished that sequence, it's made those three candlesticks, you've now got your FVG, it's come out. The one after that, we are looking for that one to directly go into the FVG. It can wick it, it can close in it, Whatever it is, it can do that. However, it cannot close, obviously, outside of the FVG because, right, it would no longer be an FVG, which does mean that that fourth candle, you basically have to wait for it to close. You can set everything up and guess where it's going to be and figure out what your position size needs to be. You know, guesstimate, that's what I do. But... Have to wait for that fourth one to close. Otherwise, and I've seen it happen in my back testing, two, three, four, five seconds to go, it shoots through, and then all of a sudden you don't have that FVG anymore. That means in real life settings, you'd be screwed. So it just needs to touch it. It can literally do one of three things that I call it: a kiss, a half, or a full. If it kisses it, it might just just prick it or go in a pip, two, three, or four pips, whatever like that. That's fine. It might go all the way to the half. It might go all the way through, fully fill it. It might even go further than that. That doesn't bother me. If it goes way past that, uh, you know, where the FVG is, but by the end of that candle, it retraces back into the FVG or maybe it retraces all the way out of it. 
that's still okay. Remember, the rule is now we just need that fourth candle to come and close either in the FVG or wicket in whatever way, shape or form. That's the rule and we take it. Blue boxes mean that we are going up. Red boxes mean we are going down. Now, to be fair, I am amping this up a little bit. I can add uh, my own indicator to make this a little bit better. And to be fair, I probably will be doing that at the end. But for now, just to help you guys out and do this as purely as a road to Forex podcast thing, that's all I'm going to be going for. Now, if your boxes don't appear like that, maybe I've done something, uh, but you'll be able to figure it out. With the trend, um, with super strict settings, it's only gonna be following the trend regardless. So if the trend's going down, you probably realize that, hey, I need to go and follow it. If the trend's going up, hey, I need to follow it. This is not counter trend trading. It is trend trading. So for whatever reason that's malfunctioning, you don't see it, just realize that anyway. And you go, okay, it's moving up. Put on super trend. That's a free indicator, really easy to tell the trend. If it's green, it's going up. If it's red, it's going down. If it's green, when that box comes out, go up. If it's red, when the box comes out, go down. That's easy, a great workaround for that. So that is how you are going to take the trades. One last thing, however, take profit and stop loss. I'm sure you've been waiting for it. So after you have assessed the trend, you found the FVG, it's wicked in, it's closed into the FVG, whatever it is, you wait for that fourth candle to close, you immediately enter there. You place your stop loss, and this is very important, on the candle where the FVG is present. So not the lower neighbor, not the upper neighbor, where the FVG is, I want you to place it where the candlestick body closes the candlestick body closes. Your take profit is then a one-to-one, so super easy. If your stop loss is 4.6, your take profit is going to be 4.6. If your stop loss is 1.2, you're going to go 1.2. So again, whatever candlestick the FVG is on, you're not placing on the upper or the lower neighbor, which means the candlestick below or above, You are placing it on the candle with the FVG on it. If you're going long, you'll be placing it right at this open of where that body of the candlestick started, not the wicks. We do not include the wicks. If you're going short, you are going to place it on, again, it's going to be the open, but it's going to be realistically the top of the candlestick, right? Then you're going to be going down. Super simple, super easy. Word to the wise, and this is also actually, it's not even a word to wise, this is an exception. You are going to take every trade no matter how stupid it is. I have 0.3 stop losses on there, on my backtesting. You are going to take every single trade. Now you have to figure out what it is that you want to record. I'll give you a few uh, details of what I'm recording, and I've actually got it right here in front of me. So of course you've got session time, you've got the date. I also have the take profit and stop loss. I only need to know one because that's all I need. 
I'm also finding out the size of the FVG and whether I'm going short or long. I have other stuff on there. Uh, in fact, you know what? I'll give it to you. I will give it to you. I'm going to be really nice. I've figured out what, oh, while I'm recording, what the FVG retracement is. Is it that kiss? Does it go halfway through? Does it go full? Does it go over full? That's what I do there. And then, of course, I record whether it's a win or a loss. So that's what I'm recording there. That's what I have. Okay? So that's everything that you need to record. I've given you more than I thought I would actually do this session. Um, good on you for listening to this podcast. It's going to be a long one, but stick with it. So you now know what settings it needs to be on. You also know what the indicator is. You know where to put your take profit and stop loss. You know how what your entry requirements are, and you basically know where your exit is. You're going for a one-to-one. You're not moving your stop loss. Why would you at a one-to-one anyway? So that's what's happening. You've got that now. So you're also taking every trade. However, I will say this, and this is what I meant before. I was like, for the people that want this, they can take it. They have to put in the work. This took me Monday through to Friday last week and Monday through to Wednesday this week. And I was pulling days where I'd be sitting there from 10 till 5 p.m., sometimes 11 till 6, maybe a bit more. But I was doing large days sitting there going through all that stuff. Takes a while because the final thing that I haven't told you here, what time frame? It's a three minute time frame. That's right, guys. I am scalping. I am in the world of scalping. Three minute. I will also be doing this for five minute. That'll be done way later on, though. But yes, three minutes. It's going to be very good. Now, you do need to go through all that backtesting. You can obviously take your time backtesting. Again, you can smash it out. It won't matter because once I get through all this data, I will bring out the next episode. So it doesn't matter if you're listening to this a year later, six months later, two weeks later. It's still going to be relevant. You can still go through it and figure out, can you create a strategy like me? And do you actually have it in you to get a good profitable strategy? Do you actually do it? Because if you can't sit through this and do it, I'm sorry, you're not making it. Because this is basic requirements. Unless you're going to go and hire me, for example, and uh, do uh, all the work that needs to be done, but I've made the indicator for you, you don't have to backtest, then you need this as a basic requirement. In terms of win rate, because I've actually done the raw data, as I said, no point in me saying, hey, I'm about to do the raw data. I'm going to give this to you. So now this is the marker part. This is where you can go and start saying to yourself, okay, I am on the right track or I'm not on the right track. I am towards a professional trader level or I'm not. This is the easiest part though. So although it is you know, awesome, if you do get roughly the same as me, don't get too hyped, definitely celebrate, but the hard part is yet to come. So overall, and bear with me here, don't turn off straight away. I've got 80 losses, 80, and 69 wins with a, with a win percent of 46.31%. Now hold up, I know what you're saying. Oh, it's got less than a 50% win ratio. Oh, this is raw data. A 50% win ratio with raw data is fantastic because 
Now I know that no matter what happens, I'm going to be a break even. I could take all these trades and I don't go anywhere. Why is that good? talked about it before where you sit at that place where you're you know you're just in a break even not winning trades you're not losing trades from there that's where traders actually start to really make money because they start to tweak things don't they that's why i said before maybe this one doesn't work so well they go down a little bit they stop doing that thing they go back to that break even they're not winning they're not losing then they tweak something else all of a sudden they're winning with 50 percent, that's what i can do going for a one-to-one so we at least need 60 least needs 60, right? I might even go for a two to one later. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But the London Open, oh, sorry, just smacks the mic there. The London Open, 30 wins and 26 losses, which means you've got a 53.57% win ratio. New York Open, horrible. 17 wins, 32 losses, 34.69% win ratio. But the New York close, 23 wins, 22 losses, win percent of 51.11. That is what you are going to measure yourself off. Remember to split it into those three sections. You always want to split it into the time sections, okay? However, if you take out the horrible New York Open, guess what? You're now on a 52% win ratio. If I make this and I make changes and I turn it to a 60% win ratio, if I really narrow it down to only a couple of trades rather than, gosh, I don't know how many trades, we've done well over 200 trades. If I half that, for example, and we only do 100, but all of a sudden we're on 62, 63, 64%, all of a sudden that one-to-one, yeah, now you're starting to make money, a little bit of money, but if you've got a $200,000 account, if you've got a $100,000 account, you just make 1% or 0.4% or 0.5%, whatever it is, a week, $500 right there, $500 the next week, $500, you keep on reinvesting, all of a sudden it is two, $200,000, and you're making 1000 and you're making 1000 1000 so... This, with this raw data, and that's why I'm telling you right now, it is awesome. We have the clear signs of a very good strategy on our hands. Sorry about that noise. That means a trade has just appeared on my screen, which means, unfortunately, I am going to have to go and cut it here. Um, You've got everything that you need issuing that challenge to you. Can you get the same results as me? Can you find out and make a strategy based off this. I've given you all the data you need to record what I'm recording. Also, I should say this actually, I have a before and after photo of every trade that I go in. I look at all these at the end of it. Make sure you get a before and after photo. So when you're about to hop into the trade or you've placed your trade, so you'll have your entry, your stop loss, your take profit, take a photo of that and then show me what happens afterwards. You need a before and after because you need to see why the winners and the losers look different. Anyway, you, from here, now have everything that you need. Everything that you need to be successful. You might have a successful strategy out of this. You might not even need me in the end. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom here. I hope that doesn't offend everyone. Obviously, I'm using that in a metaphorical sense, by the way. Okay, chill out just for a second. I hope I didn't offend anyone. The keys to Forex kingdom. Because if it's at 50%, in my experience, as a professional trader who's built strategies before, who has successful uh, successful strategy, who has successful mentorees, right? 
Even just the other day, I was talking to this one guy. He's now managing a million dollars worth of equity in Trade Copier. He's built on top of my strategy and actually made it better. A million dollars. That's my mentoree. That's my mentoree here. Amazing work. Amazing work. Again, we've got another mentoree that wants to go back to school to be a surgeon because he can do that. Even moving home, back home, doing so well, life-changing, life-changing things here. I'm giving you the opportunity to change your life, but I'm making sure that you have to work. Why? Because then you know you'll have the discipline, you'll have the hard work built into you. So if you want to do this again in the future, you know what you need to do. No one else is doing this and giving you these skills. Not unless they're charging you a boatload of money. So this is the challenge. This might be the most important episode that you'll ever listen to in your entire life on any podcast. Who knows? If I've changed people's lives before, and they've changed their own lives, I should say, why can't you change yours with this? I'm building this strategy. I'm making it. I'm putting a free one out there. We will do this together. If you want to email me to get a little bit more knowledge, you can. Hell. If you do really well in this strategy and you go, hey, I want another one, I'm going to be here as well. If you want to work with me, it's roadtoforex.com. Roadtoforex.com, right? If you want any help, it's roadtoforex at gmail.com. Anyway, guys, I'll speak to you in the next one. I've got to go trade. Have a great one. Bye.